Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Today we're recording in a place not that familiar with to me, and I uh, hope there's no echo here. There might be a slight one. Hopefully my sound editor will do something with that, but here we go anyway. One of the most fundamental concepts in the Hubbard management system is a discovery by L. Ron Hubbard that there are different states or conditions in which anything in this universe is operating at any given time. One can observe this very easily with a human body, for instance. A human body can be sick or well. It can be fit. Or fat. It can be growing or shrinking. If a body is growing too big, for instance, and putting on a lot of weight that it doesn't need, uh, becoming obese, in other words, and this is not your objective with that body, you're not a sumo wrestler or something, and you actually have an optimum weight in mind, are you going to continue to do the same things that are causing you to put on that weight if you want to achieve that goal? You wouldn't keep eating all those french fries and sitting on the couch all evening watching TV. If that has been your normal routine, you would want to bypass that routine and start eating better and exercising more. You would obviously have to change something to change that condition, in other words. On the other hand, if you are fit and lean and full of energy when you need it, well, you're in a different operating state or condition. You probably wouldn't change anything. So here we have two different operating states, and you are operating differently and doing different things in these two states. Mr. Hubbard's definition of operating is, quote, able to act and handle things, end quote. So, in an obese condition, you're not as able to act and handle things as you can in a fit condition, not all things. They are two different operating states. The word Mr. Hubbard used to describe an operating state is the word condition. So Mr. Hubbard defines the word condition this way. Quote, an operating state, an organization or its parts, or an individual, passes through various states of existence. These, if not handled properly, bring about shrinkage and misery and worry and death. If handled properly, they bring about stability, expansion, influence, and well-being. L. Ron Hubbard So, you personally are always in a condition, good or bad. You're always in some kind of operating state, aren't you? Are you ever in a no state? No. So, same deal with your company or group. It is always in one operating state or another. It is always in one condition or another. Whether you recognize it or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you like it or not, you are in the condition you are in. And if you want to change that condition for the better, you better know what you are doing. So, well, Elron Hubbard, and I don't know if 
uh, you really appreciate the genius in this, or if any of us really do, if we sort of take it for granted. But L. Ron Hubbard actually isolated the full scale of conditions in this universe from the bottom to the top. And he actually isolated the exact steps one must take to move from one condition to the next one up. So that all you have to do to improve your condition or operating state is do the steps of what he refers to as the formula for that condition. Now, a formula is defined as an exact method or form prescribed as a guide for thought, action, expression, or statement. So you can have a formula for baking a cake. We call that a recipe. You want to bake a great cake? Better follow the formula. Some people discover a formula to make people laugh. They follow it. They get a laugh. They don't follow it. They blow it. You get the idea. So a formula is defined as an exact method or form prescribed as a guide for thought, action, expression, or statement. So, all this being the case, there is no single aspect of the Hubbard management system more important than knowledge and application of the scale of conditions and their formulas. Know your conditions, which one you're in, know your formulas and apply them, and you will expand. Fail to do so, and unless you are very lucky and have lucked into doing the formula, by fluke or chance, you're going to contract. Do you want to leave expansion to chance? I didn't think so. Why am I telling you all this before I go into the subject of the title of this episode? Because while we have discussed the conditions and their formulas many times throughout business-wise, we have never taken them episode by episode from the bottom up. And since this subject is so important, we decided that it was time to do a full series on it, starting from the bottom of the scale and working our way upward. In the first of this series, which we did, we dropped earlier in this week, we talked about the condition of confusion and the steps of that formula to get a person out of confusion, the condition of confusion. So that was last episode. And it was actually a review of an earlier episode we had already recorded. But at the end of that episode, I mentioned that Mr. Hubbard discovered a formula for a group that is in the condition of confusion. And I promised I would dedicate an episode to that formula. And so here it is. Because the formula I went over last episode and the one most members are familiar with is a formula as it applies to an individual. That formula, of course, if you listen to the last episode, is find out where you are. But that is not the formula you apply to a group that is in confusion. 
So let's dig in on the group confusion formula. Now, Mr. Hubbard here, before I start on this, he refers to the first dynamic. So you should understand what a dynamic is. Of course, we've brought this up several times through business-wise, but this might be your first episode. So uh, just to clear it up, a dynamic is a surge of energy within us, which is seeking to promote the survival of something, an urge, a thrust, a motion towards survival. The basic command, survive, is known as the survival dynamic. See, Mr. Hubbard discovered that all living things have, as a common denominator, the urge to survive. So, and he called that the survival dynamic. So then he goes on, he says, if we take a look at this dynamic through a magnifying glass, we find that in this one thrust, there are eight thrusts or eight dynamics. These are motives or motivations. So it's something that gets a person to do something. It's a motivation. It's a dynamic. It's an urge. So when a person is working out, what is the dynamic that drives them to work out? Could be the first dynamic, which is the dynamic of self. It could be the second dynamic. He wants to look good to uh, women. So uh, there are different motives or motivations. There could be mixtures of those motivations. But Mr. Hubbard broke it down into eight categories. We're not going to cover all of them, but just so you understand what I'm about to go into with regards to group confusion, he says they are urges for survival as or through one self, two sex and family, three groups, and then he goes on and names five more. But we're just going to end off here with the groups, okay? And then if you want to know more about the dynamics, you're welcome to write me and I can refer you to some books on the subject, but we're not going to go into all the dynamics right now. Okay. All right. So now with that in mind, the confusion formula we covered in the last episode is actually a first dynamic formula. So let's go into this article. It comes from the book Introduction to Ethics by Mr. Hubbard. Uh, We've quoted from this before. It's actually not a very long formula and it's not a very long section. He says, group confusion formula, correct application of the condition formulas by a group is vital to its survival and expansion. And this includes the lower conditions and their formulas. So what we are addressing when we're talking about confusion and uh, the next condition up, which is treason, and the condition beyond that, which is enemy, these are, Mr. Hubbard refers to these as the lower conditions. I will indicate when we go from the lower conditions to the upper conditions, but right now we are tackling the lower conditions because we're starting from the bottom and we're working up, okay? The lowest condition a being or group can fall into is called confusion. So he goes on to say this, a group in the condition of confusion will be in a state of random motion. Its staff will be stumbling around and running into walls with no real production. So these are, this is your tip off, you know, confusion. Are we in confusion? Stuff's not getting done. Stuff's not getting out. Change is not occurring. You know, whatever we're supposed to be producing is not being produced. The effect is not there. The havingness that we're seeking to produce, the product, is not there. We are working hard. We're scrambling around. We're running into each other. We're earnestly trying. 
but the result that we are seeking, the product, in other words, is not coming out of the other end. So that is your indicator that that group is in confusion. So just to repeat that, he says, a group in the condition of confusion will be in a state of random motion. Its staff will be stumbling around and running into walls with no real production. When such an organization or group is assigned confusion, it does not apply the formula, find out where you are. This is a first dynamic formula. The formula to be applied by a group, which is in the condition of confusion, is find out what you are. Isn't that interesting? So you're looking at a group that's in confusion like that. If you were listening to the last episode, you know that a confusion is random motion. And to start to resolve that confusion, you need to find a stable datum. When you're dealing with an individual, the stable datum is where they are. With a group, it is what they are. Okay? Find out what you are. So let's take an example. Uh, let's take a car lot. Use car lot. And the place is a disaster. People are bringing their cars back. They're getting sued because somebody bought a car off that lot and it crapped out on them in the highway and there was an accident or what have you. And it's just, it's just confusion, right? And people are getting hired and fired and, you know, the owners are pulling their hair out trying to figure out what's wrong with this place. And it's just random motion, okay? Well, could very well be that that group or organization does not know what they are. They might think of themselves as a money-making machine for the boss or a way to make a living or a way to jip people. Who knows? Or, you know, we're a slick operation trying to pass off lemons for a living or something like that or make as much profit as we can. That's confusion, man. Like, let's get some clarity here. What is the purpose of that organization? We talk about purpose as a stable Datum, we've gone into this many times before in business-wise. What are we here to accomplish? Find out what you are. Oh, we're a supplier of reasonably priced, safe transportation to the public. Something like that. You know, like, oh. So, yeah, we're supposed to be providing people safe and viable transportation to serve their immediate needs, something along those lines. That's what we are. You need to find out if that's your organization, you need to find out what the individuals within that organization think that group is and sort it out with them. You can sort it out with them individually. You can sort it out with them as a group. You can issue stuff and make sure everybody understands it. But one way or another, you got to get that group, every single person to find out what that group is, find out what you are. And then everybody's all of a sudden pretty, wow, I had no idea. It's such an honorable <laughs> responsibility to provide people with safe and reliable transportation for a reasonable price. I didn't have that idea. I didn't know that's what we were here for. You know, you have a healthcare, a natural health office, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, I know what we are. We're a numbers factory. Let's get, the, let's get the service value up. Let's get the billings up. Let's get the, the cash up. Let's get the visits up. Let's say, uh, because we're a numbers factory. I've seen organizations drop into being a numbers factory. But what is that group? Is it a numbers factory? Trying to get people in and out as fast as we can, make as much money on each visit as we can? Or are we a new revolution in healing? <laughs> you know, 
or a well-being factory. I mean, you'll find as you discuss this with people, you'll come up with some very interesting things of what people think the group is and probably come up with some very bright descriptions of what the group actually is. And when you nail it, man, you've nailed it. And you make sure everybody's on board with it. And they all know, oh, that's what we are. We are the emanation point of a revolution in health. How about that for what we are? Now, can you see if everyone was tracking with that as what they are, the change that would start to occur within that business or within that practice and the way that patients would be individually treated, the way they would be educated, there'd be no more confusion there. Everybody's on board with what that group is. Stable datum has been established. And now, all of a sudden, the employees are eager to get trained. They're eager to learn their jobs. They're eager to, you know, come to work and, you know, reluctant to leave and are willing to put an extra hour. They know what that group is there for. This formula is very, very underestimated. There's probably a lot more organizations or groups that are in confusion than anyone realizes. Most government organizations are in total confusion. You don't think so? Try to get a product out of one. Okay? They don't really know what they are. They don't know what they're there for. They're not even sure who they're working for or who they're servicing. You know, is it their boss? You know, is it the customer in front of them? Is it president of the United States? They are lost, man. They are in confusion. Most governments are. They don't know what they are. So consequently, you don't get a lot of product out of it. You get a lot of money being wasted, you know, trillions of dollars. And, you know, any, any one of us who's trained in the Hubbard Management System can look and go, why are we putting money there? And why are we not putting money over there? And, you know, you're just looking at a confusion. And so you don't get a product. Same thing with, uh, let's say, a construction company. You know, we're here. We are a time-generating activity. We come in here and we put in time. You know, and meanwhile, the contractor is pulling his hair out that the subcontractor is taking forever to get a job done because they don't know what they are. So they're there putting in the hours and putting the hours and the job doesn't get done. The product doesn't come out. The the individuals involved seem to be completely confused. They're messing things up. They're not following the plans. And uh, check it out. They not realize that they are a construction company or a framing company, or a plumbing company. They are an organization that provides standard and excellent plumbing that exceeds local regulations and specifications and the customer's uh, requirements so that they are thrilled and, and, uh, and happy, something along those lines. That, that's, you actually have that. That's what you're there for. That's what your company is supposed to be providing. And you get that all cleared up with every individual uh, that's there. Of course, that makes it much easier to get a product. You ever have this experience with a construction, uh, any of you that run construction companies, you probably have the situation where the the homeowner that is, you know, uh, watching their house being built gets into conflicts with your subcontractors. Ever have that happen? Okay, well, maybe your subcontractors don't quite know what they are. So there's confusion and things get added and things get changed and so on and But if they really understood what they are, they would, of course, be listening and accommodating the customer and letting you know, because also a subcontractor is also an extension of the contractor. So they shouldn't be making changes without checking back with you first, but they may not realize that. 
they, they, they are a subcontractor, but they see themselves as the contractor. So this aspect, if you've got confusion going on, if you don't have products coming off the line, you really need to examine, maybe we have this condition of confusion going on in the group and therefore execute the group confusion formula. Okay, he wraps up this article by saying the following. Mr. Hubbard completes it with this last paragraph. Once this formula is complete, the group would apply the treason formula and continue up the conditions, eventually arriving at power, which is the highest condition there is. Power is what you're seeking. It's where you're going. You want to take your group into power? If it's in confusion, do your confusion formula. If it, then you work on your treason formula, which we're going to go into in our next episode. But that's find out that you are. And you'll find that this, once the confusion is cleared up, you'll now discover that there's been a bit of betrayal after trust. So that formula is going to have to be done. So we'll get into that in the next episode. But so Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, quote, each formula is applied for the group, not as a personal or first dynamic formula. Elrond Hubbard. So as we continue up these conditions formulas, we'll be looking at them from the first dynamic formula aspect, but also look at it from the third dynamic formula aspect. All right. So you understand that you're applying it either as an individual or as a group. There are differences. Okay. Not necessarily differences in the steps, but obviously differences in how you would apply it. You're applying it to a group or you're applying it to a person. Okay. All right. That wraps it up uh, on group confusion. I hope this was helpful for you. And uh, if you find your group is in this lower condition, Welcome to the journey. Uh, shortly, we'll be going over the treason formula, so you can study that in the next podcast, or you can get a copy of the book, Introduction to Ethics by L. Ron Hubbard. If you don't know where to find a copy, write to me at info at wiseeastus.org. If you are enjoying these episodes, please uh, encourage us by leaving us a comment, uh, giving us a like. And uh, yeah, we just started on a long this is going to be a quite a long series because there's quite a few steps and there's quite a few conditions. But I think uh, if you follow along with it, like many of you followed along with the admin scale, you'll get a lot of benefit from it. Okay, so thanks for listening and we will talk again next week.